Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reinsurance Podcast. I am your co-host, Jared Lee. And I'm Ben Rose. Welcome to another special news edition, this time looking back over the month of November. Which is now we're in the sort of the heat of the industry action. And for those listeners who are sort of prepping up for one ones, thank you for spending your very limited free time listening to us talk about the news. So um, we'll dive in straight into it, though. Um, the, The industry as a whole seems to be buzzing, right? There seems to be a lot of momentum around growth sort of market wide as rates begin to harden. Yeah, I think we saw a number of positive signs about the reinsurance space in general. Uh, Deutsche Bank put out something this month highlighting the uh, the war having been won by the reinsurers when it came to share price performance. We've seen great results posted by Munich Re and Swiss Re. We've seen uh, same from Score, in fact, as well, and Swiss Re getting upgraded to positive from stable. Uh, all sorts of good news for the reinsurers perhaps less good for some of the insurers who are, who are struggling a bit more. Uh, but in general, a really sort of frothy time as people look to get involved. And, and Jared, I'm sure you've also seen on your LinkedIn feeds, people celebrating uh, IPAs like Hamilton as well. That's been yeah. uh, quite good to watch. And the success of that is, again, an indication of the attractiveness that this this industry is having to the broader market as, as rates begin to come back. Um, but it's not just sort of, it's it's, growth categorically a rise, but we're also seeing a massive growth sort of ambitions across Asia. This this month you had um, the updates from Lloyd's saying their Asian premiums are gonna top a billion for the first time in 2023, which is super exciting. Um, at the same time, you're seeing growth ambitions being set by Beasley in the region, looking to grow up to 20% um, for their Asia portfolio. Uh, and Markel as well is looking to grow Asian premiums uh, to 500 million uh, over the next sort of a uh, few years by 2028. So not only is it sort of a market-wide trend, but you're seeing sort of sectors of the market that have been growing in emerging markets for a long time, beginning to really gain steam. And I think we'll continue to see that trend here over the coming years. And that's not at all at the expense of traditional markets as well, as many of us would have seen. Uh, Lloyd's stamp capacity up to around 53 billion uh, this year, which is in a pretty huge uh, increase really i think to take account of on one hand general rate increases but also increased appetite across the board uh, to grow within the lloyds uh, marketplace so very exciting to see that we've seen pen underwriting open up a, a new box recently we've seen discussions about extending the lloyds buildings usage long into the future uh, so in general people are seeing lloyds as a, a really important place to continue doing business which is very exciting yeah, I think we're seeing this point where as the market continues to come back and return to profitability, leaning into the sort of its core, leaning into the things that have always made it special and Lloyd's being a critical part of that isn't sort of receding into the background as innovation sort of takes over, but rather you're seeing a doubling down of the impact Lloyd's and that sort of um, that brand has in the market. So I think it's super positive on the whole for how our industry globally will kind of come together. Um But that's not to say innovation isn't happening, right? Uh, There was the news this week that's come out with um, the investment that Big Re is putting into making themselves a a digitally enabled and digitally native reinsurer, looking at how they deploy all manner of technology, including AI, to sort of help accelerate their efficiencies and growth. And I think they're amongst many of the big Europeans looking to streamline their use of technology to improve the efficiency in which they write business. 
you're sort of seeing those two things coming together, right? The sort of Lloyd's model growing, but at the same time, huge investments in technology and efficiency um, by some of the biggest reinsurers. Yeah, and I think a lot of this innovation is is becoming important in an environment where, as, as Gallagher re-highlighted this month, we've broken the threshold of $100 billion uh, of insured claims uh, or insured losses, basically, for the sixth year in a row. Uh, so, yeah, we've gone are the days of, of low loss years in which we can make our money. We've got to find ways as a market to continue making money, even when we're having a very high loss environment. Uh, so innovation will be a big part of that, I am sure. Speaking yeah. of which, we've had some interesting uh, reinsurance type transactions taking place. I know, Jared. We have, yeah. So you saw the the news that Axis um, just closed the market's first 144A CyberCat bond. Um, that was sort of in partnership with Aon Securities and CyberCube and Sidley Austin. Uh, so super exciting that that's in the market now. I think there's a few more of these cat bonds coming out. Um, I know we have some cyber guests coming onto our show over the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Um, but it's a it's a big, exciting thing to see these cat bonds coming into, into the space. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen some early movement from uh, a few other players as well. Uh, but it does feel like it's becoming a bit of a norm as that, that category looks for a bit more capacity and support in general. But going going back to the trend of the market being attractive, these this class of ILS investors coming into not only the traditional market and then backing the reinsurers in the public markets through IPOs, but also backing these sort of asset classes and cat bonds is again the sign that as an investment class, reinsurance is back in many ways, which is again really, really exciting as a as a theme. Yeah, one year in, still much to prove, but certainly getting <laughs> in the right direction. Yeah, it seems trending, trending in the right direction. Um, it's also good to see the the news that came out, AMBES came out uh, saying it's a bit too early to claim that AI is, you know, taking our jobs. So as we sort of move towards being innovative, let's not be afraid of things. It's not the AI that's taking the jobs away. This is kind of a funny article that had some interesting parts to it. Yeah, I, I did also see some of the, the question wording that had been presented looked quite, quite funny there. So uh, I think according to fintech os or, or whoever ran down the <laughs> yeah. survey 73 percent of people thought that i eventually ai would take their jobs i, I think that's not especially time bound <laughs> eventually <laughs> yeah. in in our lifetimes or next yeah. by next week you know, <laughs> yeah. i'd love to see that survey done again with a, a more fixed time yeah. if, if you get a second chance to run it maybe next year yeah, we are scolding you, FinTech OS, on your on your survey questioning. Oh, no, I'm sure it was deliberate. <laughs> there's there's no, looking... no news like 73% of people thinking AI are going to take their jobs yeah, yeah, in yeah. an unspecified timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Clickbaity, for sure. Um, but speaking of other sort of broader innovation efforts, the, the one that's come out in the U.S. just this week um, was this InsureTech uh, Coalition, which is a collection of many of the biggest insure tech brands, um, full stack carriers, mostly Lemonade and Root, um, Boost, Clear Cover Branch, amongst others, all sort of coming together to form this coalition to help shape innovation in the industry. Um, you had Mark Gaggin make a comment about this is now, they're maybe now a thing because they have their own coalition. I don't know, I, I got a kind of a weird vibe from this. I think in many ways, you know, true acceptance for these brands would be being brought into the same conversation around how to move the industry forward alongside the incumbents. 
them kind of creating their own group and going out on their own to guide the innovation feels a bit forced. Um, but I see the ambition that they have, right? I think the core and objectives they've set are val uh, valuable, valuable and viable. Um, but it feels a bit contrived to say that they're the ones saying never lo losing sight of consumer protection as part of their mission statement, which is very much aligned to how the industry's always operated. So we'll see what they try to achieve with, with this coalition here. Indeed, and perhaps nothing more than uh, some of the sentiment coming out of the InsureTech Connect conference that I happened probably in the last month, we'll say, yeah. I, which was, I think, in general, a, a message of InsureTech is still alive and kicking, uh, but ever more refined to those that are actually doing something quite useful for the space. So we will watch and see with interest where that evolves. Well, I think if they can use this platform to work with regulators and improve the ability for all carriers to better leverage things like real-time data, et cetera, to improve pricing, et cetera, they have, they have some of the leading sort of positions on that data and that technology. And if they can sort of help get the regulators comfortable with how to build pricing around that so everyone can benefit, that might be a benefit to the market as a whole. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, um, but it's, it's certainly an interesting position there. Um, but so that's the end of the news I think we have for you. But fear not, listeners. Um, ben is going to be in Bermuda, what, next week, first week of December? Yeah, but, uh, probably a week after this goes, goes live. I, yeah. I will be in Bermuda for a week in the, in the middle of December. Right. So if you see if you see somebody who looks a lot like me wandering around the streets, <laughs> it probably is actually me. Yeah. Are you bringing Bermuda shorts? I am. I am not. I've I've hired a moped though, which would be, <laughs> be zooming well, past everybody as a beginner moped user. Well, the right. timing couldn't be better. It's supposed to be absolutely hideous here in London. So Ben will be enjoying what I'm hoping is at least somewhat better weather down in Bermuda, and hopefully seeing a number of of our listeners as well. So looking forward to that. See you all soon in person or on our next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, See you next time.